Good morning. It is May 12th with Roadmap to Heaven with, well, we've upgraded. Let's just say that. This is the Mother's Day <laughs> Takeover. My name is Julie Lassiter, hosting this morning with two incredible women who I'd like to introduce themselves right now. Hi, I'm Jessu Casey. I am from St. Paul's Parish in Fenton, and I am a mother of three I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and an 18-month-old. So, yes, life is crazy. And you've been married how long? Um, seven years. That's seven like a pop years. quiz. Okay. I know. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm nervous now. Hi, I'm Corey Grizzle. I am from the Oratory of St. Gregory and Augustine. My husband and I live in St. Charles, and we've been married for 25 years. We have 10 children, ages 23 to 5, so we are in all aspects of parenting right now. And it's it's wonderful, confusing, and a big old tornado. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have a lot myself. to talk about today. Right. And thinking about Mother's Day, we want to start with a prayer because as moms, we just we need to turn to Our Lady. So let's start. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in preparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, we need to reach out to Our Ladies, right? That is Our Lady and Our Ladies. I think that is actually <laughs> our friends. Absolutely. <laughs> that was, if, um, if we don't have um, our group of friends, I, I don't know how you ladies feel about that, but I have, I have a group and we called ourselves the Margarita Mamas. <laughs> I later thought we should adapt that to like, Martha's helpers or something like mm-hmm. make it more but really we've <laughs> no. only yeah no it's Margarita Mamas <laughs> so my ladies are out there that's what we need we have plenty of opportunity for all of those other things but we do need yes our Margarita Mamas and, right. and I have um, a very dear friend that I go to coffee with once a, once a week in fact we you know figure out our schedules and and um, we sit there and talk. I mean, the people know us there. They give us our coffee before we walk in the door. Oh, it's, it's really it's like cheers. It's yeah. amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you know, to be able to talk, and we're in the same stages of life, and that's really nice. And and then I also have my own margarita mamas once a month mm-hmm. on Monday night. So that's that's nice too. I think it's important to make it consistent for mm-hmm. moms to be able to support each other, um, because we take on so much. And uh, that's going to be about the first thing that we talk about today. We're we're going to talk about a lot of things that are important to us moms, and hopefully um, you out there can um, make sure that it's important to see who's around you, to see who you're interacting with, but also remembering that you choose that time. All right, we need to take a break for weather and the saint of the day. We'll be right back. Today is the feast day of St. Leopold Mandich. Born in Croatia in 1866, he was the 12th child of Dragica and Peter Mandic, and his father had a fishing fleet. Leopold grew up with severe physical limitations and remained quite small, but his faith was anything but that, and when he was in his middle teens, he made the decision to join the Capuchin Friars. At 24, Leopold was ordained in Venice. Although he was an excellent writer, he could not speak loud enough to preach publicly, and the health issues he had as a youth followed Leopold into adulthood. Although he had a hard time speaking to large groups, he was an outstanding teacher and confessor. He was sent to the Capuchin friaries in Croatia and Venice to minister and instruct. Always, Leopold had a dream, not of better health, but that the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic churches would someday be one. But his health never allowed him to travel very far, so he dedicated many hours of his prayer 
to this hope. Leopold died of cancer in 1942 during World War II. He predicted correctly that the friary would be bombed, but that his own cell would survive, and so it did. He wrote, the church and the friary will be hit by bombs, but not this little cell. Here, God exercised so much mercy for people, it must remain as a monument to God's goodness. He was canonized in 1982 by St. Pope John Paul II. St. Leopold Mandich, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Consecration to Mary. My queen and my mother, I give myself entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you, I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, good mother, as I am your own, keep me, guard me, as your property and possession. Amen. Welcome back. This is Julie Lassiter with Roadmap to Heaven, and we are here with Corey Grizzle and Jess Lucchese talking about just being a mom and what do those things entail. But the first thing we chose was to be a spouse. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really beautiful. Corey's going to talk a little bit about date nights and how important those are. Mm -hmm. Jess is going to talk a little bit about slowing down and how we can navigate this part of our life and sometimes what's most important with our time. But our first topic is really we choose to spend our time um, how we want to choose it. Sometimes it chooses us, right? Like things get in the way. A couple weeks ago, I had a full day planned and then somebody got sick at school. So I was like, well, those plans are now on hold. And <laughs> we have to adjust, right? Those things happen. But that's also the gift of our womanhood is that we can manage those things. It's stressful in the moment, but we manage that. And the gift to our spouses, though, we manage that as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about your husband's. Mine is absolutely amazing and wonderful, but sometimes those wrenches in the day it would it would really it would be hard. Mm -hmm. It would be hard. Yes. So, um, what are the things that you choose to put on your plate on your day that you value greatly? Corey talked about talking with a friend um, and having coffee. I've got a group of girlfriends that we get together with, and um, I think keeping that on a consistent basis is super important too. So, I don't know if either of you want to share about that or how it's impacted you. The important thing in my day, I work night shift. So if I start my day at uh, 4 p.m. or if I start my day at 7 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, who knows? Uh, coffee. Coffee is very important. <laughs> yes. um, I try not to always drink regular coffee, so I'll, I'll do like half-calf or decaf sometimes. But starting with coffee and then if it's an off day, I will either myself or I'll make the oldest bring my husband his coffee because he stumbles out of bed a little bit after I do. I make my coffee and then um, pour a cup for my husband is very important to show him love. Hey, I know you're struggling too. Let's just uh, struggle together. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, in the busyness, we talked about this in a previous um, show, the busyness of our time is it's very full. But if we focus on the fact that it is full and not busied, because I'm always telling people I am not looking for things to do. <laughs> But if I'm going to take something on, it's because I value it. And um, so whether it's something at my kid's school, my kids go to John Paul II Prep, and it relies a lot on parent involvement. And so we have a United Parents group. And, you know, field day came and went, and uh, it, was a, it was a big day, you know. But it took a lot of planning. And my kids are like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because I love you. <laughs> this is really for you. Right. I, I mean, 
yes, I love the glory. No, there's no <laughs> glory, right? I love um, the money that comes with it, guys. There's tons of <laughs> money and it just showers it, our family. Right? Yeah, but, but no, it's a great day for them, but it is a lot of work. And so sometimes we put more focus and energy on those kind of things. We choose what we're going to fill our time with and um, having a routine, whether it's yes. coffee in the morning, a certain prayer time. Um, earlier this uh, Lent, my husband started a new routine and we've kind of I've helped not helped, but I've been a part of that, which is like morning prayer, when we can start our mornings together and do morning prayer. It's something we did when we dated and then early in our marriage, but then six kids later, you just, you go in and out of these things. There, There's a lot of goods that you can do, but sometimes it's ebb and flow. So right now, starting with morning prayer has been a really beautiful time. Even just the, there's a aspect in there where you present intentions and you, you really learn that other person's heart mm-hmm. when you find out what they're praying for. Right. And finding the time to do that is super important. I was going to say, hitting hitting the nail on the head, routine is important, not schedule. Like early in our marriage, I was like, okay, like wake up at this time and Mm -hmm. breakfast is at this time. And then, you know, let's try to make mass at this time and lunch is at this time. Like I thought it was, I had a very rigid time. Um, And then once we had kids, it was like, well, you know, first kid, you're like, okay, this timetable is very important. Second kid, you're like, please just take a nap. Um, <laughs> third kid, you're like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> Subsequent kids, I'm sure Julie and yeah, Corey like, could attest. When did shower last? That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's it's like, well, you stink. Can you please change your clothes? Yes, right. I know. Um, routine is more important than timetable. And yeah. figuring out that routine and that balance in your family um, was what really has made us thrive. Absolutely. Yeah, and and finding those important parts of your day and of your life. So, you're in the throes of the you know the the six year old and the four year old and the two year old, and we're just trying to keep them alive, and we're trying to make sure they learn the things they need to learn, and we try to just just get to the next year. Let's just get to the next year. Let's just make sure we stay alive and we're still together. And hey, how are you? Are are you still here? And over there? Yes. Any mom <laughs> can can steal my. We're drowning in our own chaos. Yes. That is my theme of yes. life. Yes. And then you sit there and go, but we did this to ourselves. Oh, we yeah, we had chose these it. Kids. We, we continue had to this choose marriage. It. Yeah. And it's a beautiful and wonderful chaos. And when you can step back and look at that and go, this is this is the dream. This really is the dream. And now I'm even closer to that dream. Like I have I have three adult children that are almost out of the house. I get two out and one almost and and you know, and then I still have these teenagers who I still have to like look them in the eye all the time and go, Yes, you're loved and yes, mm-hmm. we're working on it and yes, you'll get out of this house someday too. And you know, all <laughs> of these wonderful things. You. And I'm still here yeah. for you. And that's that takes my time too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so I have I always have a plan. I always have a plan of what I'm going to do when and how and my calendar is completely booked but I do most of those things for them and for me too because I have to pay attention to what I need I need my friends I need someone to sit there and go oh my gosh you would not believe what happened to me this week (laughs) and and to say okay now you know we've worked through it and we realize we are relying on God and trusting and it's a good support system. So to have those friends, those really close friends, that amazing support system, you know, I leave those breakfasts and I come home and I'm like, okay, let's do this and this and this. And I'm all energized and Recharge. I'm all excited. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and having those, those nights with the friends just to, just to laugh and just get it out of our system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a wonderful, wonderful gift. We're going to break for a quick second here and be right back with Corey Grizzle talking a little bit more about that. Prayer in a time of waiting. All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm and peril. 
Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice. Instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, we are back with Roadmap to Heaven, the Mother's Day takeover, upgraded from Adam. He's wonderful, but he's not a mom. And we all have Roadmap mothers out heaven. there. Thank 2. God. 2. That's right. <laughs> um, but we're talking about what we choose to add into our life. So my husband's an attorney, and um, he was visiting with some other attorneys about just the, the chaos of their life. You know, we have a good friend who's a CPA, and, you know, his his schedule is really, really hard at the beginning of the year. And uh, Pete's like, yeah, that, that would be nice. <laughs> Because I don't feel like it your ever life, stops. Your life is so nice. It's like, we don't, it's like, yeah, you may not know anything that happens the first four months, but like the rest, you know, when you feel like your work takes so much of your mm-hmm. time and that you have to manage that chaos all the time. Uh, but an attorney said to him, he's like, you remember, we choose to do this job. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about prayer routines. Um, we talked about getting together um, with friends and um, but you wanted to share a little bit more, Corey, about um, date night. Right. So um, date night has something been very uh, important to us uh, in the last, I don't know, five years or so. We've been really, like we said, routine or schedule or whatever it is that, um, but it is something very important. You'll hear it over and over and over again. Schedule a date night. Get it. And when I had all the little kids, there was no way. There was no way I was leaving anyone with six children under the age of 10. Like that was... It, it, it hardly ever happened. It's just because you're a nice person. And it's it's nothing <laughs> bad about your children. No. Right, right, right. But it's just like, that that's something that you were given the gift to manage. Right. Yeah. And and there's just not a lot of people who can handle that. So right. I had very specific babysitters. And, <laughs> um, and I know that a lot of people who are in the same boat right now use my children as babysitters because they're used to that. But, Absolutely. But, um, so, but date night is very, um, very important. And we don't actually do date night. We do date breakfast. So when my children were old enough to stay home by themselves and we realized, you know, it's a whole lot easier. Well, when my children are old enough to stay home by themselves, it also means that they are old enough to be doing all of the activities that they want to do, that we drive them around to do, that we let them do. And so then that puts uh, time constraints on our nights to do things on date night. So what we do is breakfast in the morning and they all my teenagers were home and then the little kids would, you know, wake up on their own, whatever. And we would be out of the house between eight and nine on Saturday mornings. And we would just, you know, I said, I don't, I don't want to talk about the budget. I don't want to talk about the schedule. I don't want to talk about anything that is anything practical. I just, I seriously just want to sit there and look at you. Yeah. <laughs> just to gaze upon. I just like, want to say, oh, I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. Who and, are you? And I'm sure Todd <laughs> just wants to gaze upon you. Like when we go to adoration, we are simply there to adore and sometimes we're in our mm. marital relationship where we just want to be. Right. Just be still, be together, laugh maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. we can. Well, if how God many times, so wills it. <laughs> right. How many times do we see an older couple sitting there and doing nothing? They're, they might be on their phones now, but maybe they were reading a newspaper <laughs> or maybe they were just sitting there looking at the menu and there was nothing to talk about. And when we were younger, we thought, oh, that's so sad. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> that's the dream. Right. <laughs> but now we realize. Now we're like. All I have to do is sit here in front of you and I will be happy. And all the chaos is around me and I don't have to do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to just stop for a quick prayer for anyone who might be struggling in their marriage and they don't have that peace, that joy to just be um, without conflict in that relationship. Because I think at times it's an ebb and flow, you know, when you 
don't have that time to spend in quiet and reflection or prayer with your spouse, um, that it can be very contentious, you know. So um, just a quick quick prayer. Lord Jesus, we ask you for, for just provide peace and, um, and direction for any of those struggling in their marriage that they don't have um, that what was beautiful maybe has lost its luster, um, but we can try to find it again. It takes a simple decision of, yes, I love this person. I love you, Lord. Help me to do my very best for you today in my marriage. Um, that it is so valuable, Lord, and we thank you for that gift. Amen. 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 It, it's hard to realize that, I think, in the mix of it when things are going so well at times that there are times when we struggle. But that date night, breakfast mm-hmm. date, whatever it may be, is beautiful to do that. Do you have any other creative creative ideas? I was going to say, what has worked good for us or worked well is afternoons. Because my kids want, they don't get me every night because I work night shift. So they want me to put them to bed when I am home. So, um, I mean, occasionally we do do date nights. Mm-hmm. But um, the kids like having um, Mrs. Grizzle's daughter babysit them in the afternoon. <laughs> so that she doesn't, ha- the babysitter doesn't have to put them to bed. They want mom to put them to bed. So then my husband and I will go out for lunch and a walk or find some, you know, Groupon activity, something free be- mm-hmm. that we're like, okay, like. Like we get to not, like Corey was saying, like just gaze upon the other person. You don't have to talk about the busyness and the business of kids and life and schedule. That there's, has really worked for us. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there's time for that agenda. That agenda oh, yeah. does need to happen. The, right. You know, you're planning like, your day. That's right. We talk about <laughs> Sunday evenings. I'm like, okay, even if it's five minutes before bed, this is what the week looks like. Or maybe just okay. tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know. It's nice to have a, a set, like an idea of yeah. let my husband know when I need him where he needs to be and when. <laughs> Maybe it's that day I tell him. Yeah. Um, what are our goals to work towards together? That's right, right. That's right. Well, let's take a quick break and um, we will be back in just a minute. Who comes? The word made flesh for me. The Lord who died for me. The love made food for me. He comes. To whom does he come? To one redeemed by him. To one allied with him. To one who longs for him. He comes. Why does he come? To reign upon his throne, to reign supreme alone, to make me all his own, he comes. Oh, I am glad to come to thee, my only rest, to lay my weary head awhile upon thy breast, to bring the burden of my grief hither to thee, and feel, O Jesus, Son of Man, thy sympathy. And we are back. This is Roadmap to Heaven. My name is Julie Lassiter. I am here with Corey Grizzle and Jess Lucchese. And we are just thrilled to be here together. Um, What a gift. And we're so thankful for Adam. He may not be here. He's here in spirit. And he's brought us together. (laughs) And um, we were chatting a little bit about um, how to make date nights work and how to be creative. And I think it's important to be creative. Let your spouse know you want to get together. Make it something that you do. Monthly is important. If you haven't been together with your spouse alone, (laughs) maybe even just with the door locked, (laughs) if that's what's needed, um, your season of life will really dictate what that is. Um, But late night holy hours is something that Adam and I have, have talked about before, but making that time to pray together, even just what's on your heart, what's your prayer intention, Going to your spouse, there was a time in our marriage where I would say to Peter, what can I pray for you about? And he he was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, because that conversation wasn't as fluid as it is mm-hmm. now. So I think approaching people 
especially your spouse, and asking them how you can pray for them. Uh, we also talked a little bit about you've been there, Corey. I've been there. You've been there. You've been there different I'm times. I'm still there, I'm still but there. I've been there. No You're wearing diapers in your my, house. Hold on. I know. My, I'm like, when is my season going to be over? Yeah, that, that season is over. That That is, yeah. The diaper is, season. Diaper oh, season man. is done. Yeah. Julie and I are in throes of that. We are. Right? We are. But, you know, when you have kids, I have children from 14 to 8 months, and so – it's um it is a challenge be, to understand where they all need you and you're needed all day long. But we made that first commitment to our spouses, right. and they need us more than they say that right. they need us. And I think that's what's important to remember. They might not even know that they need us, um, but then when you get together, you're like, oh man, that was what we needed together. Yeah, it feels and, good. and yeah. that really it it's our idea that our marriage comes first before our children and our children are so demanding yeah. and our husbands know that they know that our children are so demanding that they kind of take a step back mm-hmm. and they say, you don't need you don't need me to bother you. Don't you don't need me to ask anything of you. You know, we probably have been in the position where we're like, seriously, you're going to ask me one more thing of me. Like, <laughs> can't can't I don't know what you're talking about. Right? I have so no idea probably, what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. No, we've never been that angry. Never but but for them to step back and go okay well I'm not going to ask her that you know that's not really necessary right now those kids need need dinner or they need to be driven somewhere or whatever and so but it is important for us to remember that our marriage does come first because those kids will be gone and those kids will have their own lives and that's that's the whole point of us having these children is for us to bring them closer to God and for us Amen. to send them on their way and for them to then have their own families to bring closer to God. So for us then as a family and as a unit, as a mother, we need to make sure that our our marriage union is so strong and they see that example. And even if that means, nope, I'm leaving you for a couple of hours so that I can be with dad or no, you're going to go take care of yourself out there, whatever. You're going to clean the kitchen. You're going to do the things I told you to do. We're going to go in this room over here and talk and you're not going to knock on the door. It's not <laughs> going to happen. And I'll put a sign up there. I'll do what does your sign say? I put my kids outside oh my in the house. Outside the house. I'm like, please don't come back in. <laughs> just for a little bit. We love you, but we just need a moment. Our backyard is an extension of our house. Yeah, <laughs> and our neighbors right. are well-versed in our kids singing. <laughs> singing. I love this. <laughs> no, sometimes I'll put a sign up there that I need a nap, because especially when I was in the throes of like newborn babies or whatever, and mm-hmm. I say, you know, do not wake me up if, unless there's, you know, blood or breaking of bones. The or, emergency. You know, is it an emergency? Yeah, yeah, gushing right. blood, I'd have to be like <laughs> very specific. Right? I love not how the band-aid. band-aid is not an emergency. <laughs> it really isn't. You can get that yourself. That's right. Yeah. Corey, you mentioned you've been there. You know, I want to suggest to any family that's out there thinking, we may not be in the throes of this need, that, but we remember how hard it was. Um, maybe, and even in my life, I might, we have six kids, but I know a friend of mine recently they have they just had their sixth and i have a true love for families that have a brand new baby it's mm-hmm. like how can i help you more than just a meal let me take your other kids for right. a little bit let you can hang out with your new baby and maybe the next one up if that, if they want to stay home with you um but even just go into the park drop your kids off at the park let me watch them for an hour right. and then you go just have a minute right but it's mm-hmm. a, it can really make a difference in that feeling of not only i'm not alone as a mom uh, mm-hmm. But also, you know, someone out there is loving on me and caring for you me. You see me, not yes. just the baby. Right. I think yeah. um, being an L&D nurse, I, I often ask, how are you two doing? Not just how's the baby? Like, yeah. OK, now tell me about you. Right. And then mm-hmm. second, OK, go ahead and tell me about your baby. Right. And that not only makes you very, very good at your job, but just as a, a person, you're, you're, you're wanting to 
help that person in their soul and their spirit too. It's a beautiful gift. So mm -hmm. I, I know this on personal experience too. She takes great care <laughs> of her patients. So our newest baby, um, she lovingly cared for us there. And, and it, was, it was beautiful at St. Clair. Um, but I also, I think it's wonderful as moms that we, we care for ourselves and our children and our spouses. And when we think about Mother's Day, it's like, where, how do we put it all together? Mm -hmm. And go ahead. Corey. So I want to um, just encourage anyone out there too, because this was something, you know, I take all the advice that I've been given throughout all of the years and try to apply it to my life. And I know I listened to Kimberly Hahn um, somewhere along the line where she very much suggests that you go to your friends and you say, hey, and, and you maybe think about this when you said this, hey, can I take your kids for a while while you go to confession? Can I take mm -hmm. your kids while you just go sit in adoration? Can I take your kids while you, you know, walk the neighborhood and come back? And I never really had a neighborhood. You know, there was once upon a time I lived in a neighborhood. I don't really now, but, um, and there were no young families next yeah. to me. And, and most of my homeschooling friends and my Catholic friends who sent their kids to school, they were not next to me. They, I don't, I don't, we don't grow up in this neighborhood parish anymore. Yeah. And so it's really kind of difficult. But if there's anyone out there who knows of someone that they have to, you have to get in your car and go drive over to their house because, but they have, you know, four kids under the age of eight and you just, can I just, can I just sit here with your kids, you know, while you go do what you need to do for an hour? And, you know, I think that would be an amazing act of charity and I wish I had done that, and I'm trying to find a time to be able to do that myself, but yeah. of course, I'm busy. So. That's right, in, in a different season of your life, and sometimes there's that voice in your in your head, or even a child's voice, who knows, that tells you that, oh, they want to hang out with their friend, they want to do this. Oh, and then you think, they just had a baby. Why don't we get our friends together for a play date, and then mom can spend some time. You may actually hear children here with us today, mm -hmm. which is a beautiful gift. I love the sound of our kids. Um, but I, if it bothers you, I apologize. We just want to acknowledge that they are in the room. Um, another great thing we talked about um, as far as date nights. Anybody have any other wonderful things or memories about their own date nights that they wanted to share? I think escaping a little bit, going for a walk. We we live on some acreage, and so we'll just walk our property sometimes. And we're like, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. It never fails. Somebody's running out, yelling at you. You know. <laughs> I do want to plug in, like with our last one, when we are in the throes of we have a newborn, we don't have time together. You know how you're often seeing the pediatrician for frequent checkups. Mm -hmm. One of the things is like, do you have any further questions? And I'm like, I know this is my third kid, but like, how do I find time with my husband? And my pediatrician be like, that's a good question. When you figure that one out, let me know. <laughs> like you're the medical professional. Yeah, I'm like I know you are a mother too. Yeah. Um, when like when you're struggling and you're tired and you're trying to find time for each other, um, making sure that you, like you find other ways to connect that aren't just talking about your kids. Um, I know I brought that up earlier, but earlier um, in our marriage, we had talked about like we wanted um, like we couldn't figure out what else to talk about because we were so focused on our kids, yeah. so focused on what was our day to day that we just started Googling questions like if you, you know, those silly questions, if you were in an appliance or um, <laughs> what would you be? Yeah, or, fun. Or, <laughs> stuff, silly things like that, like a hundred questions to ask somebody when you're dating, like, yeah. cause you're dating your spouse. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe it's something you've already talked about. Maybe your answer has changed, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think just reconnecting and finding other ways to 
um, date your spouse and yeah. get to know them on a different go level. Go through your marriage prep book. Do you ever have that we marriage do. prep we've, workbook? We've brought that there? out a few times. Because and... I swear that was the best marriage counseling we ever had was being a facilitator for a marriage prep Ooh, in, our, par- in yeah. our parish. Because we would go through these things with our, you know, with, with our marriage prep couples we would talk about it ourselves. You know, we'd come up with our own stories to tell them. And then we're like, really? Is that? <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, Corey. Thank you so much for that. And we'll get back right to it. The Holy Catholic Church infallibly teaches that the second person of the most holy trinity, our Lord Jesus Christ, is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the most blessed sacrament. And that it is a sacrilege to receive holy communion in the state of mortal sin. Let us pray the Fatima prayer to the Most Holy Trinity. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore Thee profoundly. I offer Thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world. In reparation, the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences whereby He is offended. And through the infinite merits of His most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. All right, we are back. And uh, we were chatting about date nights. And um, Corey, you just so lovingly shared that it's not always easy. No. And uh, we have to make that time. And if we're we're not committed to making that time to meet our spouse on a spiritual level as well, you know, we just don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. We we just need to make that a priority. So often we see just the little details of the day and the day in and the day out and what's needed and, and who's getting where and why. And sometimes we lose the big picture. And so if we can hire the neighborhood kids so that we could walk around the neighborhood for a half an hour, if we can put the kids to bed early or let them watch a movie and just dedicate our time, you know, the next 45 minutes to an hour just to say, you know what, what are our dreams? What are our hopes? What do we want to do in the next year? You know, that's a key into being stronger and having that same goal together. My yeah. husband's very good at pulling us back into what's the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very good. Like we all have our uh, strengths. I'm very good at what are we doing today? What are we doing right. now? And he'll be like, what are we doing for dinner? I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's thinking ahead 17 steps. And I'm like right here. Yeah, the next two minutes. Wiping the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it is it is beautiful to see our talents work and mesh so well together. Yes, complimentary. Yeah. And it so early in our marriage, I, I told my husband that it wasn't, it was very theological, you know, we have this discussion. My husband's a theology major. I am not. But I um, I go into these discussions with him and they, we just kind of deep dive sometimes. And it was whether we were made for each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Your better I, half. I, I was thinking, <laughs> that I hate. no, you know, did God specifically put me on this earth right. for him? And I, my whole thing was, no, love is a decision. You decide every step of the way if you're all in or how far, you know, how that's going to go. And recently, I'm like, I I need to recant because I do truly think that God has created who we are now for each other. But that is through our marriage. It has been strengthened and through growing up together. Mm-hmm. There's that John Wayne movie, McClintock. And uh, he talks about, you know, a husband and wife and doing all that growing up together. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of learning you do. And it's just, it's really beautiful. So I have a, a small quote I want to share about women. And we're going to talk about um, a little bit of surrendering. The mark of an extraordinary woman is not how she rises above the rest. It's how she reaches back to raise up others. 
And I think that's how we are as moms and to reach mm-hmm. out to our women group and our friends and to a mom who's just had a baby. What are you thinking how you can help drop off a meal, give them an hour, watch their kids while they, you know, they go shower or just blow dry their hair. Right. You know, it's like the simplest thing. Right. Um, but we, we do need to remember our community is so important, but we do need to realize that we are not made to be perfect at Mm-mm. everything we do. It is a constant reminder of how small we are and how when we sit there and look at that big picture and we look and say, what is our purpose here in raising these children? I mean, our our decision to marry our husbands, our decision to have our children, our decisions to um, to school them in whichever way we want to school them or how we raise them at home. Um, what we allow them to see or not to see or to do or to have, those, all those things. What is that purpose? It's to create a child for God. I mean, that's that's why we're open to life. That's why you know we we teach them what we teach them is because we ultimately want them to be in heaven and we mm-hmm. want them to to have this life. And we have to surrender so many things <laughs> in order to do that and mm-hmm. to say, okay, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's so true. It's, not, it's about it, getting getting these children to heaven. Now, just like we talked about earlier, we choose to take on these things and we choose to um, be mothers and to be friends and how we're going to spend our time and sometimes to surrender in prayer and in adoration or at home in a nap. You know, it's just like I, I've got 50,000 things to do, but I need to just lay here and in the peace and quiet of this moment, offer it in prayer and thanksgiving um, and enjoy for what we have. But it can be challenging to keep that smile, <laughs> to keep that positivity when you feel very bombarded. So when we when we try to think about reaching back and lifting up another woman, because I think as women, it is very communal. It's it's not always the same for our husbands. You know, they, they can suffer in silence sometimes, but they should likely reach out to their own community too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening and you are thinking, oh man, my wife needs that community. They they need that. Dads, I encourage you to help them find the time. Mm-hmm. They may not be receptive at first, but they it'll, it'll be something that they, they need. So if they don't have a group within their church, maybe you can seek something out and encourage them to go on a play date or, or plan something or reach out to an old friend, have that friend reach out to the spouse and say, hey, let's get together. Um, sometimes we need a little a little guidance, right? If we feel like we're in the thick of it and we can't see beyond our blinders, um, maybe we need someone else stepping in and helping us with that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break and we have a weather update and your daily dose of encouragement. I am sad to say we've come to the end of this week where we have been hearing about some great saints who are mothers, but we still have two more saints to discuss today here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Patty, which two saints will we discuss today? Today I want to combine our talk with St. Bridget of Sweden and St. Elizabeth of Hungary. So let's start with Bridget of Sweden. She was a Swedish princess, a visionary, a mystic, and a pilgrim to the Holy Land. After her husband's death, she worked for the return of the popes from Avignon to Rome, along with Catherine of Siena. But she died before that work was accomplished. She was the mother of four boys and four girls one of whom was St. Catherine of Edstena, the founder of the Brigittine Order, and she was also patroness of Sweden. So she did a lot. She's the role model, though, when I think of her, of Brigitte of Sweden, of 
what seemingly failed in her life, her dreams. She wanted the popes to return back from Avignon to Rome. She wanted to establish an order and get the rule approved. None of that happened in her lifetime. None of it did. So if you're a mom who maybe you don't feel like you're accomplishing what you set out to accomplish, just even on a little daily basis, St. Bridget of Sweden is one that you can look to and turn to. And again, it was her daughter that actually saw the fulfillment of that. Um, she never herself became a nun. Her daughter was the one that carried out the, the mission of her new order. Now, another royal saint, these two are both similar in that sense, St. Elizabeth of Hungary. She was married to Prince Louis of Turingen at age 14. She was widowed at age 20. She died at age 24, very young woman. She was the mother of three children. And like St. Bridget, she was devoted to her husband, and they had a happy marriage. After his death, she gave away all of her possessions, became a third order Franciscan, and she built a hospital where she took care of the poor, the sick, and the destitute. Both of these women, when I look at both of these women, St. Bridget of Sweden and St. Elizabeth of Hungary, for both of these women, their husband's death actually gave them new opportunities to help others and to find God in everything. What an example for all of us. St. Bridget of Sweden and St. Elizabeth of Turingen, pray for us. Patty, this has been a wonderful week talking about saints who are mothers. And to you and to all mothers out there, I'd like to wish you a happy Mother's Day. And if you're listening on the podcast after the fact, well, it's still a good day to celebrate mothers. So happy Mother's Day to you as well. All right, we are back. And just a few final thoughts uh, from our moms today. Corey and Jess are with us. And Corey, what do you think? You want to share something with some moms out there? So I just want to encourage everyone to really look to the sacraments, to use those sacraments, to go to mass when you can, to to go to confession and encourage your children to come with you, to take that time for holy hour and let your children see that. Have let them watch you do those things and they can join in when they want to or you make it a family thing. But that really um, just has that family unity aspect. And, and it fosters that motherhood, that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here with you. I'm a sinner. I right. know that I've done wrong and I'm not perfect, right? That's, right? that's surrendering. I often apologize to my kids. I think that's a very important lesson as parents. We need to recognize in ourselves that we are sorry and our kids need to see that we are sorry yeah. because then they will be more aware mm -hmm. of um, their actions and how they are portraying themselves to others. Go ahead, Julie. And I'm not sure about if you apologize to your spouse I remember early in our marriage, my husband said, I love you means I don't have to say I'm sorry. And to where I don't really care if someone says they're sorry to me, but it's it's show me that you're sorry by not mm -hmm. doing whatever it is. Again, mm -hmm. I'll say that to my kids a lot. Your your apology is through your actions. So show show me that you won't do this or whatever. Daniel Tiger says saying I'm sorry is the first step and how can I help is the second step. So, I mean... You know what? That second I, is how can I help? How can I show I'm sorry? Life lessons. And you're welcome, Julie. And you're not to... just for three-year-olds. No. Right. We learned so much. Honestly, I am thoroughly enjoyed Daniel Tiger. But it, you're right. That first step is saying I'm sorry. Saying I'm sorry. And acknowledging it. It is going through it. those actions. It's mm -hmm. definitely going it through is. those actions. And that is hard. It is yeah. another step of being humble in front of your children, in front of your spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, for, um, do you have any... 
Oh, my, my final thought is make sure you are taking time to ask the Blessed Mother to direct your um, motherhood because, um, like I said, my kids prefer that I am the one to put them down to bed. So when I am home and I put them to bed, um, my big kids share a room and there is a rocking chair in their room and my um, my family has always called it hoping because that's it's a it's an Americanized check word of like rocking chair. Mm-hmm. And so we hopey at night. And so some, I'm like, all right, two minutes. And then, and I say, uh, angel of God. And then I say the memorare because I want to direct like, Mary, these are your children, please. Um, so then when they try to talk to me and point out, you know, the glow in the dark stars on the wall or how many planets are there mom and I'm like hold on I am praying mm-hmm. please give me a minute and then and then I warn them all right one more minute and then I pray another angel of God and memorare and then I'm like all right go to bed I love you and I tuck them in and um, each kid has their own little routine and then good night I love you and I shut the door and I leave yeah. do you pray out loud I don't we say our family prayers before sure. we go hopey yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like the word it's kind of fun um, we have a, we do the angel of God prayer and it does like okay now is our time to settle down when we have a family rosary at night it's it's beautiful to to just kind of wind that down and to pray um, but for us to remember that just my advice for moms is that we are not perfect and we strive for that but in God's eyes not mm-hmm. in the eyes of the world or what the coolest blogger has to say about being a mom. <laughs> because all of our lives are different and our situations are specific to us. God knows us in our hearts and our lady is there for us. And um, let's just close in a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. I just wanna thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for Corey and for Jess and for our families and for our husbands. Strengthen our marriages for everyone that is listening, Lord. We ask you to help them just consider their spouses and their own mothers, um, that they can look upon them with this this awe because it is amazing to be a woman and to be a mother and um, God created us to have this beauty that just radiates his love and we we just want want the fathers and the dads out there to to foster that and to help it to help that light shine and we ask our lady to um, to take all of these things under her mantle as we pray hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you for being with us. This is Julie Lassiter with the Roadmap to Heaven and Upgrade, the Mother's Day Takeover. And Adam will be back with you on Monday.